300 episodes old and I've still got all my teeth. Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, as you know, episode 300, and I'm very pleased to say that for, I was going to say all 300 episodes, but that's probably not true, you've missed a few, Zog is here again. Hello. And the man who joined us in episode three. Sorry. Yeah. Hello. Gareth Jones on Speed 300, how do you feel? (laughs) (laughs) It's an achievement, isn't it? Wistful. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Cash in the attic. Oh, we found this painting in our loft. And we're not sure, but we think it might be a Van Gogh. Not Vincent Van Gogh. Alan Van Gogh's brother. <laughs> we're still the corner. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, I grant you, hair, he was a plumber, <laughs> but he did a bit of painting in his spare time. So it's going to go to auction. You could have found some cash in your attic. It goes to auction. It gets £5.20. And these people who are expecting a million pounds are there despondent. And now they haven't even got the painting anymore, which they secretly quite liked. And the woman who presents Cash in the Attic always goes, How, How do, do you feel? feel? <laughs> and they always have to go, Oh, we're a bit gutted. As my colleague James May says, that programme should be called No Cash in the Attic. <laughs> no one ever gets any money for any of the tap they pull out of the loft. Cash in the Attic has an illustrious 300 or more episode history that they can plunder. But I thought I'd just talk about the history of Gareth Jones on Speed, being as it's our celebration. Do you realise, over the time that we've been doing this show, since August 2005, we've seen six different F1 champions in six different marks. OK, five and a half if you count Braun and Mercedes as the same. Do we count them as the same, Zog? Uh, they're different. Yeah, there's some continuity there, but... Yeah. Different teams. So when we started, Alonso was the champion. He did it in 2006 as well. Kimi, 2007. Lewis, 2008. Jensen, 2009. Vettel in 2010. 11, 12 and 13. Lewis in 2014 and 15. And someone called Nico Rosberg. Do you remember him? Won it in 2016. Do you remember Nico Rosberg? Oh, former F1 driver Nico Rosberg. Correct, yeah. yeah. It does seem a long time since Kimi won, actually, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Well, it's 10 years. (laughs) I guess it was. Especially for Kimi. He can't remember anything beyond last week and even that's a bit blurry (laughs) (laughs) apart from all that stuff that happened in Formula 1 also over the 12 years we've been doing Gareth Jones on speed something happened in British Touring Cars WRC IndyCar and WEC and WTCC too but don't ask me what it was that nice Andy Player. Andy Prune how do you pronounce it so in the many years we've been doing this programme we've watched F1 go from ITV to BBC, to Sky, to Channel 4. We've said goodbye to Manor, we think. Well, well yeah, they're not coming back, are they? <laughs> At the time we're going to press it, there's something like yeah, it, does we it? Yeah. So we've definitely said goodbye to Caterham, Virgin, Marussia, mm. Minardi, Jordan, Midland, Spiker, HRT, Braun, Toyota, Honda, BAR, Lotus, twice. That's quite an achievement, that, isn't it? We say goodbye to Lotus twice. Lotus when they were Team Lotus and then Lotus who were Renault who went. I've just remembered something, just to go back to what you were talking about, about things that happened in other motorsport worlds that we don't pay attention to. Weren't we once not paying attention so much? We did a sketch in which you impersonated Chris Meek 
and we both thought he was Scottish. that he was Scottish yes. and then found out later that he's he not because yeah. he's Irish. Yeah. And that's how little attention we're paying <laughs> to the immensely talented driver Chris Meek and the sport in which he competes. Also, there was a famous misunderstanding between us once where occasionally we have to write the sketches by remote control. We exchange emails and Richard sent me a sketch in which someone called Mr Jackson was having difficulty sleeping. So yes, I, I assumed, went to his doctor. Yeah. And it was just a name. Oh, I just yes. wrote in a name, Mr. Jackson. It could have been Mr. Davis, could have been Mr. Wilson. But it was Mr. Jackson because it's just a normal name. But you read it and went, oh, Mr. Jackson, as in Michael Jackson. I did the whole thing as Michael and, Jackson. And put together an enormously complex audio production, with a parody Michael Jackson song in the background and the rhythm track going. And an impression of Michael Jackson going to his doctor asking for sleeping pills, which, if memory serves, is what actually killed Michael Jackson. <laughs> I think Gareth's head was on Stella Street. That's the I think so. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the space he was in. It's a good job I didn't call the innocent man going to the doctor Mr Hitler or something. <laughs> Heaven knows what would have happened then. It could have. So like I say, we said goodbye to Lotus twice and we almost said hello to USF1 and Stefan F1. Do you remember them? Oh, they my promised God. It? Yeah. Steph- yeah. Were they Ukrainian or Czech? Balkan team yes. who were going to buy at the old Toyota squad or something like that. Do you know that? what I remember the other day as well? We won't go through all the drivers that have been and gone in F1 because there's a very there's long a, list. Yeah. But I remembered the other day, Uje Day. Do you remember him? Uje Day oh, drove yeah. for uh, Super Aguri. Aguri, yes. Yeah. And I think he's the only driver in the time we've been doing the show who had his super licence revoked. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a useless idiot. Ah, that's an achievement. Well, I don't think that was the reason given. I can't remember what There was, was some technicality. There was a technicality, but, but yes, let's be honest. Yeah. Outside of Formula One, over the many years we've been doing Gareth Jones on speed, particularly in Le Mans, we've said goodbye to Pescarolo. Oh. Yeah, we, they will have missed. We've said goodbye to Peugeot. Mm. They too were missed. Mm. We said hello and goodbye to Bentley. Short but sweet. Who, yeah. 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 Who, who, Happy who, memories. Who, and burnt very brightly in the time that they were there. And of course, Audi. Mm. Long and, but successful. And Nissan. Who mm. came and went, but sort of stayed in LMP2 for a bit. But still there. Yeah. So that's what happened in 300 episodes. What would I like to have happened? Well, an alternative reality for me would have been where, after winning the F1 title in 1996, Damon Hill stayed at Williams instead of going to Arrows and won two more titles before being snapped up by McLaren in the Mercedes years where he won a further five championships in a row. That was the reality I would have preferred. Would have been good, yeah. But I like him on the telly. <laughs> That's the thing. Do you know what I'd have quite liked? I'd have liked it if maybe Jensen Button had had another solid shot at a title. Mm. It just seems a bit cruel the way he's gone out. There's nothing worse, and Damon Hill, in fact, is the same thing. A world champion who then goes out with a whimper. Yeah. Not through any fault of their own, really. They just end up in a lousy car and that's it. And their last season in the sport is a bit is of a, a, real a, of a disappointment one. for everybody. Yeah. And Button, actually, the last little bit of his career at McLaren, it's been better than a lot of tail-end mm. careers. At least he's been at McLaren... Well, OK, granted, the car's been a complete dog, so <laughs> it has been pretty yeah, ghastly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to see. And this thing, at you least know what, you can say, it's you not his talent that's faded. You know what it is? It's, it's the it's, crap car he's got. Yeah, it is, because the thing is, you know, in my mind, McLaren are just such a great team, even if they're not winning anything and they're constantly finishing at the back, they're still somehow got A-list status. They're still yeah, right yeah, up there. Yeah, but, but, uh, it, well, as we know it, with Williams, that sort of A-list status can start to get a bit worn, yeah, like yeah, an old it carpet. <laughs> hey, did you see... 
the rumours that have been going around about McLaren. It's a rumour that comes around every season. McLaren are going to paint P1. the car orange. Yeah. Oh, oh, for the F1? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which yeah. they always say, don't they? And then yeah. it never happens. But I was reading this article, I think, on Autosport somewhere that quoted the last time the rumour reared his head, which I think was this time last year. And it quotes Ron explaining why he couldn't see the point of making the car a different colour. And it is the most pure Ron thing you've ever read. Emotionless, utterly rational, to the point of robotic. He says something like, well, why would we recreate something that we did before? That was us in the past. What we want to do is make something that's good and works. Is that the quote you were thinking it's of? Bits of it, yes, yeah. but there's more, because it goes on, and it's incredibly... <laughs> just, you know, most people would go, oh, well, of course, our wonderful heritage, and at some point, maybe we will reflect back on that, but mm. at the same time, we have to bear in mind our corporate obligations to paint the car these different colours, and our new colour scheme isn't really that but never say never there's someone that would they just put a bit of emotion into it put a bit of top spin on what essentially you're saying is no mm. but not Ron go and find it I'll dig it out for the next show or something it's yeah. hilarious are we saying then that because Ron is now out of the picture that it's Things more might likely happen. that it's going to fun happen. stuff might happen Ron Dennis one of the clown horns on the car <laughs> yeah. Ron Dennis is of course one of the many people that we have impersonated badly in sketches over the 300 episodes of Gareth Jones on Speed so he's a Collection of some of our dafter sketches. Gareth Jones on speed flashback! forever. Alan McNish, a great surprise to hear of your retirement from sports car racing. Can you tell us what's behind this sudden announcement? I well, it's no great mystery. Uh, just got another job. Another job? Can you tell us where in motorsport this job is? Is a return to F1 on the cards? Uh, no, not exactly. It's, it's actually not a job in motorsports at all. It's not a job in motorsports. Um, what else would a dashing Scotsman do for a living? I'm afraid I really can't say at the moment. Sorry, it's time to go. Hello. I am Danny Bahahar, the head of Lotus Cars. You may have heard a lot of speculation that Lotus Cars is for sale, so I wanted to come here now and give you the Danny Bahahahahar words that Lotus Cars is definitely not for sale. Hello, I wish to buy Lotus Cars. I have many millions of pesos. Is yours. Here are the keys. Uh, no, no, wait, you've got to jiggle that a little bit. You can't, no, no, don't put, yeah, that's it, you got it. Okay, no, wait, that, no, that always comes off. You're fine. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Weasel hats. Mike Gasco in a mixed testing session there. Petrov was, well, 1.4 seconds off the front runners. Do you know what's wrong? It's very simple. It's a weight problem. Can you fix it? Yes, we can. I'll just get Vitaly to leave his wallet in the garage tomorrow. Do you want to buy some scrap metal? Gareth Jones on Speed, episode 300. Flashback. In fact, two Formula E going on there in mm. Formula One. We've got well, this is Middle Ages Formula One. You have your royalty and your serfs. That's how it works. <laughs> 
Another very fast pit stop from Red Bull, and as Vettel blasts majestically onto the track once more, it's over to Lumsden, who is at the other end of the pit lane. Thanks, Chris. Yes, I'm here in the HRT garage, where these many smocks are furiously working on the car. Um, excuse me, what's the problem here? It's a spoiler, sir. Some of the wattle fell off it. Wattle? Uh, and you're also topping up the engine with... What is that? It's mud, sir. Mud and a poultice of elderberries, witch hazel and catkins. And a bat's face. Why are you doing that? The mice like it, sir. Mice? The mice. In wheels, sir. Powers the car, sir. Mice. Didn't HRT have a Cosworth V8? Yep. But this is faster. Yes, Petrol! We've got a Jojo's speed! At Underground Car Park, Hem, I had you down for more salubrious circumstances. Less of a lip, Bond. This is your final warning. I'm giving you one last chance to capture Malbec before I give this assignment to another agent. Relax, Em. I've got this perfectly under control. So you say, 007. Now, get out of here. Good night, Em. Bond! Bond! Bond, that's the new Mondeo! Your Aston's over there! Oh, bugger. The people of Scotland have spoken, the votes have been counted, and the result is in. And by the power of democracy, the verdict is a very clear no. Scotland does not want the Hellman Imp to return. I repeat, it's a no to the return of the Hellman Imp, and the Linwood factory will not reopen once more. One of the first responses to the news has come from the Proclaimers, who are delighted they won't have to change the words to that song. Hi, this is Catherine Legg. This episode of Gareth Jones on Speed is brought to you by the sound of Formula E. Oh good, my clothes are dry. Exactly, concepts of future which never actually happened. Yes, there they are now, Britain's regent, King Charles III, and his new wife, the Queen Olivia Newton-John, preparing to drive off in the beautiful Morris 1800 Aerodynamica, designed by Sir Pininfarina. They're being seen off there by the former Prime Minister, Lord Noddy Helmer, and the Archbishop of Canterbury, Cliff Richard. Surely the whole country, including the British dependencies of France and America, must be wondering where they will choose for the royal honeymoon. Will it be Llandindo in the Independent Republic of Wales, or perhaps they will take the Lunar Shuttle to New South End on Sea, and our latest British colony, the Moon? And oh look, the happy couple are giving a shiny shilling to one of London's most famous street characters, the homeless pauper, Bernie Ecclestone! Jones on speed. 
what have we been doing on Gareth Jones on Speed for 300 episodes? Well, most of the time it's standing in this room chatting about cars. That's essentially what it's all about, isn't it? Yakking, I would say. Yakking. Yes, and yeah. it's your fault, Zog. You know this. It's all your yeah, fault. Yeah, I know. You keep, bl- yeah, yeah, no, you keep blaming for this. And technically, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Larry Mullen formed you too. It's Larry's band. Gareth Jones on Speed is Zog's band. It was your idea. So let's podcast. do a podcast? Yeah. Here we still are. So yeah, some 300 episodes later. Ridiculous, isn't it? What else we do? We go to races, we go to motor shows, we write songs, Christmas songs. Do you realise we've done four Christmas songs now? All I want for Christmas is some speed, being the first one. When it comes to Christmas, you know what I need. Uh, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me speed. All I want for Christmas is some speed. I said, all I want for Christmas is some speed. A song in the style of The Pogues, Be Careful Out There This Christmas. Be careful out there on the By far alone in your car Be careful out there this Christmas Why did they make Nigel Mansell Santa Claus from a few years ago? Oh, why did they make Nigel Mansell Santa Claus? This whole thing's really turned out very weird Oh, I hope for so many things Christmas. I hope they use tacky in me next year. Yes. I hope they use tacky in me next year. Two versions of that, by the way the band version and Melissa sang it. Oh. A song in the style of Bob Dylan, This Christmas. Ask me where I'm gonna be when Yuletide comes to town. They'll be crawling past Newton Willow. There's nowhere I can go. I ate my two for one Haribo. And I really need a piss. This Christmas I'll be stuck on the M6 This Christmas Merry Christmas everybody That was 2015 So we've done four Christmas songs Westway to the Clash A rather good Clash tribute band Did some Steve's voice I don't know what a podcast is, but I'm told that all I'll need is a homemade show for a petrol head. No characters on speed. 8-Bit Polytech wrote a song for us. Like when I'm driving, driving right to the horizon, driving through the night in a bunch of racing games. Driving, driving, easing on the miles in cars I can't afford. Thank you very much. I'm recording that. Michael Cumming co-wrote a song with me about the Jensen Interceptor. Ten miles to the gallon. The coolest car they ever made. Cheap fuel in 1971. When I'm in it, I'm dead. 
Dave Hill from Slade. No, Dave, I'd have seen you. I got the Ferguson formula. Front like an SO, back like a bubble. I got the Ferguson formula. You can't catch me, I'm like shit off a shovel. And my most prized possession, I think, in terms of music in Garrett Towns of Speed was when Pete Williams from Dexys agreed to sing a song for us. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Retire now. That was it. Yeah, you know, I only do this so I can make songs because I always wanted to be a rock star <laughs> to get an actual rock star sing a song for you. Brilliant. Did you know we've done over 160 songs, anthems, and carols? Blimey, 160. That's 10 albums, isn't it? That's they like, do stack up, don't they? That's unbelievable. If you want to hear any Gareth Jones and Speed that you may have missed, by the way, I've just issued a new RSS feed for the show. Now the regular one is Gareth Jones. Dot .tv forward slash speedrss.xml. That's the regular one. But if you want to subscribe to speedrss200.xml, you'll find the first 200 episodes because I've had to drop those off our RSS feed to keep it small enough so iTunes read it. But I'm now making our entire back catalogue available on separate RSS feeds. So if you want to hear any of that stuff, go and dig it out. We've done some spoken word as well as songs as well. We've done Max Boyce. John Cooper Clark, Professor Stanley Unwin, who will return soon, I'm very pleased to say. And we've rewritten A Christmas Carol. We did The Night Before Christmas very recently. And we've done James Bond and Scooby-Doo sketches. Do you remember those, boys? I do. The Bond was very nicely done. It was a piece in its time. There was a lot of espionage going on in F1. That's what true. It was the McLaren, it? time of the McLaren and Ferrari. Yeah. Espionage stuff, wasn't it? Mm. Alleged espionage. Yes. Well, so, should we play the Scooby-Doo? Do, please? From episode 31, which was from 2007. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We've got a job for you now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Go to Formula One now. Who can believe it, Scoop? We're at the British Grand Prix. Did you get some Scooby snacks? Oh, Shaggy, when I bought a burger, I was completely overpriced. Okay, Gan, we got work to do. We gotta meet a mysterious grey-haired old man by a stall selling cheap Ferrari-branded merchandise. But, Freddy, that could be anywhere. No, wait, here he is now. Hello, kids. It's president of the BRDC, Damon Hill! Kids, I need your help. There's this new kid in town, and there's something not right about him. He seems to be winning all the time in his first F1 season. And trust me, that's just not possible. Maybe he's just a bit more talented than you, Damon Hill. Quiet, Scoop. But what can we do, Mr. Hill? Find out who's behind him. But be careful. There are strange things in F1, and I don't just mean my beard. Okay, guys. Shaggy, you and Scoop go that way. The rest of us will investigate the paddock. <laughs> 
These motorhomes are giving me the creeps. Wait, what's there? Don't go any further, children, for this neatly arranged paddock area is haunted. Bernie Ecclestone! That's right. And you kids are messing with things you don't understand. What? Like the technical regulations for the next three years? Bah, pesky kids. Uh-oh, the race is over, Scoob, and still no clues. Wait, Scooby, you can't go into the post-race conference. Oh, yes, I can. Shaggy, what's going on? It's Scooby-Doo. He's going to knock Lewis Hamilton to the ground. Go away in the, the championship would be yeah. perfect. Sorry. Wait, what's happening? His mask has come off. Michael, Michael Schumacher? So there was no Lewis Hamilton. It was just a seven-time world champion in a mask. Yeah, and I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Damon Hill, your mystery is solved. Yes, my old nemesis. Well, Schumacher, you'll have plenty of time to practice winning another title. Locked in F1 prison. What, a driver contract from Flavio Briatore? Well, I guess that mystery's wrapped up, eh, Scooby? (laughs) (laughs) Great work, gang. I guess the only mystery left is why Michael's brother still has a career in motor racing. Turn to Gareth Jones on speed now. On speed 300! Preparation is everything. My dad used to say that, although he never worked on a podcast for 300 episodes. And the amount of preparation that we do is... uh, well, we exchange a couple of emails, don't we, beforehand? Let's planning. Yeah, let's just say that uh, I think you know, folks wouldn't believe the amount of work that's going into this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's really the amount just of turning up. No idea. Having some pizza and then talking some bollocks. Yeah, we make know, it look so much. We like, it, we, we, and we make it look more so complicated. Sham- <laughs> we make it look so hard. Yes, so painfully hard. The best chats that we have here are often not even about cars, where we go horribly off-topic, or we set out to talk about something and. By the end of the 12-minute section, we're talking about something completely different. And we've had some real departures over the years. Do you remember any conversations in particular, boys? It's all... Um, it's a bit... Mm. It's a blur. It, it, it's a kind of sort of blur. It's a, it's a kind of a Bose-Einstein condensate of, of conversational quanta. Wow! Sorry, I've just been reading some stuff recently that's... Uh, well, at least yeah, the show's got a new strap line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say that again, Sog. A Bose what? A Bose-Einstein condensate of... It's a... It's a moving swiftly. <laughs> the bit where your dad was tricked into buying you a bicycle, that's all I want. Oh, yes, we're talking about Christmas. We'll start, I think, with the rather fine moment. Here's me attempting to defend a car that might... Cohorts, which also included Jonathan Sanderson, who was on the show with us at that period, just simply couldn't agree with. Engage on speed archive playback. The car I've chosen is possibly the least exciting car Ford have sold in Europe in the last 300 years. Okay, this, and they haven't this, been selling cars that long. Escort, this no, is going to take some justifying then. The Ford Fusion. 
Hmm. <laughs> well, that's it for Gareth Jones on Speed. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I really like the Ford that, Fusion. Okay, Zog just did the Ford mm. Fusion in one noise. <laughs> mm. Come on, case for the defence then. Well, people look at the Ford Fusion and they say, you know, what's it for? No, they say, I should have bought this on note. That's what they say. Uh, they do yeah. say that. Well, they say, hmm. I think in a lot of cases they said, I did buy a Nissan Note. Because once the <laughs> Nissan Note came along, that was the, the end Ford of the Fusion. Days the Fusion. But it's worth saying as well that I think that Fusion production has ended. Before it even recently. started. <laughs> um, they're still on sale. You can still order them. Still from the fo- stale, did you still say? Still stale, yeah. Still very stale. Still on sale because they were built in Cologne, Cologne and yeah, in yeah. Brazil. But I love the Fusion in the same way that I love the Panda, the first Panda, probably for the same reasons. It's like a minimum automobile. It's a car that you don't need to think about. It's a car that older people can enjoy because it's slightly what taller. What sort of recommendation is that? Old people. You're saying they should have called it the Confusion. <laughs> Big buttons with large, you know, <laughs> large yeah. <laughs> Bifocal windscreen and, <laughs> and sat- you're in resistance seat. <laughs> and sat now that shouts at you. Guys, turn, I left said, in turn, turn left in 100 I yards. Have you got it with you? <laughs> I've got one of those. Guys, can I just remind you I'm 50 and so, you know, I'm looking at this car going oh, oh that's, that's nice is it white clean <laughs> oh the comfortable seat do they do it yeah. in grey <laughs> it's a tall car and when you're older getting in out of a car that is but a Rootmaster is a tall vehicle but I wouldn't as well. recommend you that zoom around in one of those going oh it's very practical also it has all the advantages of extra ground clearance for looking overhead it doesn't, it does it's have not that tall it's about 4 mil taller than a Fiesta just, just enough for you to get your bad knee in I think the Fusion has a valid place also South Africa it does really well in South Africa countries where you don't so did you racism <laughs> you are grasping at straws big time now no man it's a great car Oh, it's just a big Fiesta estate. What? No one needs that. <laughs> That's the Fiesta thing. I, I haven't heard it's a single good argument yet. Oh, oh, it's a great oh, food. It's basically just Branston pickle with big lumps but of more strawberry in it. No need. Gareth Jones on Speed, episode 300. Flashback. That happened to me once in my De Chavaux, actually. It's, really? Uh, yeah, I was driving along the motorway. Fell asleep and I woke up just as the body <laughs> flipped up. Hang on, hang on, hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. Rewind selector. Fell asleep. Yeah. Really? Really. Well, oh, dear. A few points for yeah. you there, Zogger. How did you fall asleep in a TCV on the motorway? <laughs> I was very, very tired. I'd been up for about 36 hours, I think, and I'd been, uh, yeah, uh, just, uh, and it's very sophorific. You know, so it's a really bo- good job. The bottom the of the A1M. Came up. Did it wake you up or you woke up and then the No, 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 came no. Up? it was a really bad thing because as I woke up, you know, I was, I couldn't see anything out of the windscreen. All I knew was that I, because, you know, my, my last memory had been of driving a motorway. Yeah, imagine you wake up and you suddenly realise that you have driven your car off the motorway and that the, the bump of driving off the motorway has flipped the bonnet up. <laughs> uh, it's remarkable how quickly you figure out that you must have run onto the left-hand side of the road, not the right. Therefore, you should steer to the left in order that you don't go back into the road. And a moment later, you know, you hit the barrier and the AA truck that's been following you for the last couple of miles watching you weave over the road, you know, kind of pulls up and Like assistance. a vulture. On speed 300... Here's another moment from the Onspeed Archive. As you know, I like to go for the DIY improvised solution rather than just constantly topping it up with 
some expensive high-tech German washer fluid. Mm. Did you employ acid again then? No, methylated okay. spirits. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, I basically, I'm filling my washer tank now with just you know, water. Really? Do you not come back to your parked car and find tramps suckling on your washer jets? <laughs> No, but I did once have a car that a tramp lived in for a couple of days. <laughs> this is the problem with having a, this is the problem with having a car that you can't lock. Gareth Jones on speed, flash, flash, flash. Zog explained to me you had a dream. It was a confession that I had actually had a dream involving Luca de Montezemolo. And, oh. I mean, no, it, it wasn't one of those kind of <laughs> Did dreams. Did you make happy sexy dance? No, it was just... I just... I mean, well, I, you know, I, I can't remember quite how the bits of the dream that went around this went. You know, this is the mm. way that we dreams go. But I was standing over Luca de Montezemolo, whose head appeared to be coming sideways out of a concrete block. <laughs> And I was berating him for it's an Italian having. Thing. I mean, I, 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 I don't know why, but this is what happened. And I was just having a go at him for the whole for this the, being the revelation about how uh, Ferrari had a veto over certain changes in F1 rules. And this this had, had previously been secret, and I, so I was I was just having a go at him about it, understandably. And uh, but his head was coming sideways out of a yeah, concrete no, he, block. His head was definitely coming out of a concrete. Either that, or I was one story above him in somewhere like Monaco, and I was kind of leaning out of a balcony window, and he was leaning out of the window below me and looking up but I, no, I, I think I think I think it was a concrete block it's very worrying what does that, that say I don't really even know where to begin <laughs> I mean, have, have you not, not had any dreams involving major motorsport personalities episode 300 flashback my dad had a TV and radio shop in town there was a rival TV and radio shop my dad was Ken Jones television the rival shop was Jim Williams Jim Williams apart from selling televisions also sold bikes so I would never dream of going into Jim Williams's shop dad's rival apart from getting bikes stuff one day I was in there getting my bike repaired with my mother and I said Mr Williams I saw those new rally choppers on Blue Peter the other week are you getting any in for Christmas just being cheeky and funny and he said yes Gareth I'll put your name on the list for one and we went out of the shop and then my parents bought my Christmas presents and so the stories told me on Christmas Eve at five o'clock the door opens in Ken Jones dad's TV and radio shop and in walks Jim Williams Damn dad's him. bitter rival they would never go in each other's shop with a bright yellow rally <laughs> chopper mark one Ken here's the rally chopper your son ordered that's 34 pounds <laughs> I think it was which is a lot of money in that's those a days cheeky move and dad being proud of course wouldn't dream of saying oh, no my son never ordered that or I'll kill him so, yes of course Jim uh, gets the 32 quid out of the till and I had the best Christmas ever thank you very much indeed it's a true story that's how it happened oh, well, I, I like to imagine though as, as he walked out of the shop that your dad just went damn you Williams <laughs> yes, and the rivalry was never deeper your dad opened up some kind of random saucepan shop to go along the tellies and they just kept on taking pressure cookers down to, Ken, to what was it called Jim Williams, Jim Williams going, morning Williams here's the pressure cooker your wife ordered Hundred pounds, please. <laughs> I, I skillets. I, Twenty of them. She asked for. There they are. Eight hundred pounds apiece. <laughs> Jim Jones. There are, in fact, I would say, two or three different types of Gareth Jones on speed. There's the stuff that we do here around the microphone. Then there's the stuff that we do when we're out and about together which is usually a race or a motor show. I remember being drunk at the British Grand Prix. Oh, we all remember that. 
you actually remember being drunk at the British Grand Prix? No, I remember it because unlike most of the times I've been drunk, I was being recorded by you, <laughs> and then it was made into a podcast. Thankfully, most of the times I'm drunk, no one's recording them or making them. I'm into guessing a that's probably one of the clips we're going to use. I think we'll probably use. Well, that. Yeah. let's find let's out. Find yeah. out. And then there's a sort of feature show where I go off and talk to people and make programmes about things like River Simple. I like to think we told the story of River Simple to listeners on Speed who just hadn't heard about the Well, that was before. a good one, and that was a great show to have because it's terrific to showcase not just a British manufacturer who, you know, one might want to support, but somebody who's doing something very smart and forward-looking. So and also, I, I think I, I, it, it really yeah, demonstrates the world that Britain is at the vanguard of extremely enthusiastic, well-spoken men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we always have been, I, I like to think, yeah, but you know, now we can truly say we are still yeah. there at the uh, top okay. of our game. We, we, Richard yeah. is, of course, talking about the man behind River Simple, Hugo Spowers. What a lovely man. You must meet Will, our um, main packaging engineer, because he's responsible for packaging the car. And he's six foot four, and so you can bet your bottom dollar that he'll fit in it. Yeah. And we're rolling. He does no. make a modern noise. Do forgive the fact that the suspension is quite clunky yep. at the moment. I think the shock absorbers have been valved for a Range Rover or something. Apparently, they're loads of these shock absorbers, but even that is far too heavy for us. Okay, we're doing, what are we doing now? 30 nearly? 45. Wow, wow, really? Wow. That's your supercapacitors dumping the energy that they've harvested from yeah. the electric motors. There's very little sort of buffering or anything that goes on. It's instant, isn't it? Yes. And in fact, it feels like the acceleration just keeps on increasing. It's linear. Um, actually, it is only linear. Uh-huh. It is a completely linear torque from naught up to 60 miles an hour. And so it feels like it's actually increasing the acceleration simply because we're used to acceleration dropping off as you go faster. So it's very nippy. I mean, it's small, it's light, it's like a Lotus. I mean, we keep coming back to Colin Chapman and things like that. We want it to be not just good to look at, but fun to drive. Yeah, yeah. So it's very responsive, nimble, small, light, everything the sports car should be. Hello, this is Jonathan Price, the High Sparrow from Game of Thrones and a bad Bond baddie and just want to wish Gareth Jones on speed a happy 300th episode hmm I'm from Hollywell too you know We've had some requests from listeners who wanted to hear specific things on the programme Alex O'Dell wanted anything featuring Finn our cat Sorted. Dave Waters wanted anything Le Mans-y. Yeah, we can do that. Le Mans-y, I suppose it should be said. Philip Jones wanted some Patrick Head, of course. Robert Jennings said anything involving a Toto Wolf impression. But to kick us off, Chris Wood asked for this sketch about a snoozy, quiet Prius. Double-sprung seats, feather-stuffed headrests, Egyptian cotton seat covers, built-in cocoa dispenser, and an indicator noise that sounds like this. The new Toyota Prius Land of Nod Edition 
was recently described by Car Choice magazine as incredibly relaxing and unbelievably dangerous. Test drive one on the M6 tonight. Susie is pregnant. I am delighted to announce that we are going to have a baby. It's not fair, man. Why does my engine always blow up and not Nico's? He pushed me, Toto. Toto, Louis pushed me. I'm sorry. I mean, another baby. Speed music. This is speed music. Patrick Patrick. Yes? Patrick. What? Patrick, you're on. I'm what? Live, on air. Sorry. Went for a curry with Keke Rosberg last night. Spicy as a sod. Patrick, everyone can hear you. The microphone is live. What? Now? Yes, for God's sake, say something. Say something, but I've just been... Oh, bloody hell! Hang on a moment. We can't actually leave it there. This year's coverage was all about the sound of Le Mans. So I think we should let you hear the sound of a unique moment when I was lucky enough to record the four stars of the race when they were all running on the same piece of track line astern. First, the full-on retro-fruitiness of the mighty Corvette, followed immediately by the stunning contrast of the near silence of the Audi e-tron Quattro swooshing its way down the start-finish straight, chased by the people's champion, the equally futuristic, undeniably cute, and let's not deny it, very alternative Nissan Delta Wing. And then, as a sort of parting shot... The banshee howl of the car which aims to be the winner next year. The Toyota TS-030. Enjoy this wonderful moment. favourite out and about things that we've done which I won't put in the show here because we've just had it recently was having a Rolls Royce Wraith for a week I think that was a unique and irrepeatable moment in the history of Gareth so, so if, I, if, I can just, if I can just summarise that yeah. Gareth liked having a free Rolls Royce I did That's basically what we yes. said he did rather like it but you know who what's funny is that I had a free Rolls Royce a while ago and as did well. you I like a it? Wraith as well I did but and it's weird to say but I found it a bit like Australia. Hmm. On paper, 
absolutely brilliant. Couldn't fault it at all. And even when you're in it, you're going, this is tremendous. And yet, I don't want it in my life all the time. Ah, and the I, responsibility. Well, uh, yeah. No, well, uh, there's no responsibility to living in Australia, except that, you know, <laughs> remember to have a barbecue at least once a day. But, <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's something very perfect about Australia, and that's almost mm. its downfall. Certainly Sydney, which I've been to uh, uh, three times. Nothing that is stuffed that full of poisonous creatures. Yes. Can be perfect. It's the spider attacks that would put you off. It's not even just the spiders, they've got poisonous marsupials. You know, yes. those, those, yeah. Which is just unfair. Isn't it? Oh, look at that fluffy, fluffy those... thing. Ow! Yeah. We but, did. Uh, the roles, I don't know. It was sort of the perfection, and yet actually the, the requirement for it to be perfect, which it should be for the money mm. and the name and everything else, yeah. I actually found that it wasn't quite perfect. And then you start obsessing over the bits that aren't right, like that funny reverse door. Mm. When you get out and try and close it, I just kept banging myself in the back of the leg with it. Because ah. it, it's wider at the bottom than it is at the top. Uh, so you find you're standing too close. Things like that, and you just go, well, if I'd pay 250 grand or whatever for it, I'd be very annoyed about that. Well, on the other hand, you know, you might get used to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's you didn't do the poetic little ballet thing that you have to do with a rear hinge door. You have to put your feet out first, stand up, swing round. You, well, no, literally, no, but I, you no. literally rotate right, right round like that, and then you step out the way of the door. This, in fact, worked. If this was mm. a, what do you call those uh, headphones that allow you to hear things in 3D? What are they called? Um, Z? Ambisonic, binaural. Binaural, binaural. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's see if we can do a binaural well, experience mm-hmm. here. I'm just going to rotate right the way around like that. See, that was me turning round, that was. Do you think that worked? We'll never know. Well, anyway, I couldn't do that because I was wearing a dress. And <laughs> <laughs> um, other great fine moments in cars that we've had. We've driven to Belgium two or three times with some rather fast AMG cars. That's mm-hmm. always a treat, and that will continue, I would imagine. So apart from driving very fast cars and going to motor races, we've done a few motor shows as well. And in fact, I remember, was it 2012, Richard? You and I found ourselves together in Paris, We'll always have Paris. We went there because there was the motor show, obviously. And yes. then on the Metro platform, on the way out of the motor show, we bumped into my friend Russ, who wrote a book about Ford, Ford Cortinas. Oh. And, and you got on the floor I and bowed bow. down to him. I and did. I think he was a little bit surprised. <laughs> <laughs> He'd written a book about my favourite thing, the development of a Ford. It's it was... a good book, isn't oh, it? It's a lovely book. That was a highlight. I'll tell you what the best thing about being at the Paris Motor Show was. Standing on the Sassanyongs as a stand with you. Le Mondial de l'Automobile de Paris. They've got the Rodius here. We're going to get in a Rodius. Richard's in the driving seat. I'm going in the passenger seat. Hang on. I'm in. I'm in. We're in a rectum. Can I just do... It's not a rectum. This is, this is Rect- the Rodius. Rodius. I yeah. beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. Can I just do an impression of a Rodius driver? Which terminal is it? <laughs> This is just airport rantastic, isn't it? it? Well, it's perfect. Airport I, I, cabbing. Do you know what? Wow. I actually like You like this, this don't car. you? Look, I, look I, at this. Look, it's got a CD stacker behind a silver flap in the passenger side. What does that other flap do? Let's see. It's probably got like a... Oh, it's a drawer. Oh! A drawer oh. that comes out. That's modern. Oh, well, now, this is all very adequate. Um, <laughs> it won't close. No, this it won't close. Oh, no. You've got to love Sassan Young, because they've I'm gone their sure own way. Gareth <laughs> <laughs> Jones and Speed! Mad as a lorry! We are, <laughs> Zog, <laughs> Richard and I, at the Virgin Experience Virgin Racing campsite which is at Stowe School at Stowe the town the village somewhere near Silverstone Virgin have attempted to sort of bridge that gulf 
between Formula One and the fans by arranging a campsite and a bit of a party. It's wonderful to be able to hang out with a bunch of people and make jokes about Timo Glock DJing <laughs> and, and for them to actually get what you're talking about. Because that's mooted, Richard, isn't it? You, you, you know about this. Well, yeah, yeah, I know about it because you told me about yes. it. But... <laughs> it's a rumour that you've started, yeah. Gareth. Exactly. I think this is coming entirely from you. I don't believe that Timo Glock is on the wheels of steel. He has enough trouble with the wheels of carbon fibre <laughs> and aluminium. <laughs> so why would he want to go and DJ? I don't know. I gather that that Al Gashwari is going to do a reflective set of acoustic numbers on guitar. <laughs> Classical Spanish yeah. guitar. It's also a little known fact that Jensen stuff. Button is, uh, plays a mean nose flute <laughs> and other things that we're just making up because it's not going to happen. <laughs> this Timo Glock rumour, right? I've only just realised it now that Zog's pointed it out. You've made this up. It can't <laughs> possibly be true. It, was, it, it uh, just can't. It was passed on to me by someone from Virgin and I'm inclined to believe that they might be the right people to substantiate that rumour I think they're just trying to draw a crowd they're just going to go oh yeah Timo Glock's going to do a DJ set and then he's going to strap on a jetpack and he's going to shout look mum I'm going to the moon he's going to zoom off into the night sky and explode we should explain and everyone's going to go yeah of course I'll go to that campsite because it sounds really interesting Timo Glock and his zany antics Late in December 2008, we were asked if we'd like to conduct a test of the Tesla Roadster, an electric sports car. Of course, we said, yes, please. And with Zog at the wheel, we plugged into London's traffic, where our silent sports car sparked a lot of attention. Although they're already just starting to make them. It's very nice. I can see a lot of people driving them. For sure, yeah. Thanks, mate. Enjoy. There you go, everyone wants to talk about the Tesla. Up to now, we've billed our show as the podcast for petrol heads. But the Tesla Roadster does very nicely, thank you very much, without gasoline. And is simply one of the quickest cars I have ever driven. Transforming Gareth Jones on speed into the podcast for pace setters. Good morning, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I don't usually start with good morning because we often record in the evening or the afternoon, but on this occasion we're recording in the morning and we're recording out of doors. Go on, Zog, tell them where we are. We're on our way to the British Grand Prix. <laughs> hey. uh, and, and where exactly are we, Gareth? Well, be precise. Uh, okay, I'll work backwards, right? We're, we're in London, we're in West London, sitting in traffic. But I don't mind sitting in traffic too much because the car that we're sitting in traffic in is a Lotus Elise. And not just any old Lotus Elise. It's the supercharged Lotus Elise. Supercharged. And we like superchargers. We've come outside XL now for uh, an exhibit here at the show, which the London Motor Show prides itself on. Not only do you get to see the cars at the motor show here, but you also get to drive some of them. And Land Rover have got something called the Ultimate Land Rover Experience Setup, where you get to drive either a Freelander or a Range Rover or a Discovery round a short course with some ramps. So I guess the thing is here, they're going to teach Zog how to drive a 4x4 off-road. Hang on. Zog, can I ask... You driven off road before? Um, well, I was gonna. I, I'm not sure if I should confess. For the, I, I did. A simple no would do. 
Well, no, I have been off-road. <laughs> I had my first crash in a Land Rover, actually, when I was learning to drive right. on, a, uh, on a farm. Um, now yeah, you it's, tell it's, me. It's a good thing they're, you know, they're tough old beasts. Hey, Alois, love you, come for you to say... Uh, for the happy birthdays of the celebration to um, Gareth Jones on his speed and Hope for a big, fluffy, burny cake, boozy, boozy, sexy time for everybody. May love wish you were there. We're now one mile to go. Alright, we're uh, by the M20 junction now. Uh, Junction which is taking down to Tilbury 9228. Stand by. We have no digital countdown of the last tenth of a mile, but here we go. I'm watching, waiting for it to go. 9228. It's exciting. I'm tempted just to slam my foot on the brakes right now, but I won't. 9229, there it is. 9229. Fantastic. This car has just driven. 6,025 miles, which means we have broken the record for a distance covered over a fixed period of time by a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle, and I am thrilled to be a part of that. Thank you very much indeed, and congratulations, Kate. Congratulations, it's very exciting. Gareth Jones on speed. Gareth Jones on speed. Here's a reminder for you of some of the people from the motor industry who have been on the programme. See how many of these you actually remember. Ian Callum, do you remember when we interviewed him, Richard, you and yes. I? He was great. He talked about Bowie. He's always he? great. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Tony Hute from Lotus, who I went up the hill with at Goodwood in yes. a Lotus Evora. Yes. Russell Carr, Lotus designer, who can't keep his eyes open when he's been interviewed. Have you ever noticed that? Interview Russell Carr, closes his eyes. Because he he's waiting for you to go but your name's Carr. Yeah. <laughs> so he's closing his eyes in that sort of expectant so pain that has haunted his whole professional life. Yeah. Same as that guy who did Colour and Trim for Rover, who I also interviewed, who was genuinely called Martin Peach. No! Lovely man, but again, he probably had his eyes closed. He's going, they're going to say it. Any second now, they're going to say it. They're going to say, your name's a colour. <laughs> Surprised his name wasn't Colour and Trim. Martin Colour and Trim. That would The irony is that his dad's a greengrocer as well, so they just had it their whole life. Oh! Here's some of the drivers who've been on Gareth Jones of Speed over the years. Johnny Herbert, Jensen Button, John Watson, Jos Verstappen. So mostly drivers whose names start with J, if you notice that. <laughs> Mika Salo, Robert Kubitzer, Lewis Hamilton, you may remember him. Do you remember him? Ant Davidson, Davina Galitza, Johnny Molum, Thomas Enger, Neil Yarney, Sam Bird, Damon Hill, David Brabham, Hakey Kovalainen. Richard, will you say his name correctly for me? Kiki Hovalevin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Plato, Nico Hulkenberg, Bruno Senna, Nelson Piquet Jr. Did I mention Damon Hill already? I'm quite pleased that he's been on the show. Terry Fullerton, the man who Senna admired most. We spoke to him back in episode 179. I'm very glad he said it. I'm very glad I'm getting the associated acclaim with it. Without flexing my ego too much, I'd like to think I deserve it. And I'm very glad he said it. Who else would you want to 
endorse your driving credentials, you know. High praise. So, indeed. you know, from Ayrton Senna. So it's fantastic that he said it. I'm very glad he said it. I've got very good memories of our time together. I've got massive respect for him as a driver and as a person. And everything he did in Formula One, you know, he was a true racing driver and deserved all the acclaim he's got and deserves to be held in very high esteem from all the motor racing fraternity. And you beat him how many times? I'm not sure. I never really counted, actually. We were teammates and generally I had the edge on him. That was the way it panned out, really. So I would have outqualified him. We probably raced each other maybe 12 or 14 times. If that was the case, which I'm not exactly sure, but if it was, I'd have probably outqualified him eight or nine or ten times. Definitely a big advantage on the outqualifying. I probably beat him six, seven times. He may have beat me two or three times but then I always seem to break engines and things like that so he beat me a few times when I broke engines but he beat me a couple of times where I didn't break engines as well but generally I did have the edge on him but I have seven or eight years more experience than him if I was going to endorse anybody in the world as a driver then it would have been him now it would be him the people he was racing in Formula 1 if you asked me what I thought about those people I wouldn't be saying the same things as I would about Ayrton you know he was special Gareth Jones on Speak, episode 300, Flashbacks. Last year, if you recall, we went to Silverstone to the GP2 race and interviewed Lewis Hamilton, and we ran the interview in the show. Now, the kind of position he was in at the time mm. was almost identical to the kind of position he's in in the Formula 1 World Championship now. Mm. And so, I figured I could actually run that interview again, right here, right now, but... Just simply swap. Every time he says GP2, we've put in the words F1, right? And you see and tell me if this interview does not make perfect sense today. This is the interview recorded last year, slightly changed. Lewis, this uh, F1 season's working out all right for you, isn't it? It is at the moment. It's um, it's going very well. It's a tough season, obviously, for us because, or for me, because my first season in... F1. It's a steep learning curve, but uh, it's gone really well so far, and I'm in the best position. I've got... Uh, you know, a great team behind me and, uh, and a great teammate as well. So it's, it makes everything um, not easier, but better in terms of working. Of the many drivers in a F1 world champion, Fernando Alonso is arguably the finest. And yet you're showing him the way around here. So you've got to be reasonably good. Um, how competitive is Alonso? And how much do you guys share? Do you share in this team? Yeah, well, all the data shared, obviously, in every team, they share all the data. So if I'm quicker than him in practice, he will see where I'm quicker and then he'll be able to to um, to catch up a little bit. But then it's always a, a case of where you have to just keep raising your game. And it's a very difficult thing to do because when you're already there, you know, when you're at the top. But he's, he's very quick. And so to stay ahead of him is tough. But at the moment, I'm managing to do it. And um, I hope that in the race today, uh, we'll be able to do it as well. It's great to be on the front row here and, and have you know in front of the British crowd as well. So, go on, give me a twenty-second answer. Everyone's talking about you being a world champion. I hope so. It's it's going to be um, and it's a tough, a tough step. And uh, but I need to I need to win more races. That's the key. Uh, winning as many as much as possible. Come away in the with the championship would be perfect. Lewis, thanks for talking to me. Dioch and Valdian, as we say in Wales. Thank okay, you. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers. Do you know, you could have got away with that if you hadn't told people. <laughs> and also, maybe if you'd got a slightly more convincing voiceover just to fill in the gap. Gareth Jones on speed made with an awful lot of interference from sniffpetrol.com. Uh, 
The most frequented location for Gareth Jones on Speed is this room here in North London. That's where we do most of our recording. But you've also recorded in other parts of England. You probably know that. Wales. Is that a surprise? Not really. No. Mm. France. Yeah, motor shows and motor races. Belgium. Driven at great speed. California. I went on holiday. Did some video while we were out there for on mm. speed. New Zealand. The same again. Spain. Using mm-hmm. car yeah. reviews. Yeah, car launches. That's usually quite nice in about February, isn't it? Where we get to go out to Spain and get some heating it's to our bones. Nice any time of the year. Isn't True it? enough. Yeah. Portugal, of course. Same thing, but cheaper. Germany. I've done some interviews for Gareth Jones Speed over there. Usually when I was doing A1 GP, as I did when I was in China with A1 and Dubai. So that's not a bad spread of the universe, isn't it? No America in there. Maybe well, California. Apart from California. That's still. America. Oh, California is in America. I, I always think, think they'd of like it. to leave Technically now, yeah. but it is still, still in America. America. I think yeah. of it as an independent <laughs> republic, quite frankly. And the guests on the program: Tim Pollard from Car, Steve Cropley from Autocar, Chaz Hallett from was he what? I oh, know he's at Jaguar now, isn't he? Chas yeah. Alice, yeah. He was at Watcar. Chris Harris from Top Gear. Do we say that? Top about Gear him presents there? Chris yeah. Harris. Yeah. Who rang mm. me this afternoon. Did he? Yeah. Because he'd heard that song. Have you heard that song by the Chainsmokers that no. goes, I can't remember what the lead up line is, but it's so something, something, something in the back of my rover. And he was in the car listening to it. It's been out for months, this song. And it goes on about how he can't afford his rover, but he's got it to try and impress this girl or something. And Monkey Harris rang me and went, what kind of planet is this bloke on? He's got a song in the charts and he can't afford a rover. What, like, 75 V6s are about £700. What's going on? I had to go, I think it's a Range Rover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what Americans call it. And he went, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. fine. Right, OK, cheers. Yeah, and that was yeah, it. Yeah. You realise. Yeah, that's what they call it in America. Yeah. I got a rover. So yeah. I thinking, I've known Monkey for a long time, but it's nice that I am his go-to person for rover-related issues. It's always going to be you. Yeah, Chris Harris also appearing on the show over many years Dan Strong who was at Auto Express now works with also said one of the funniest things I've ever heard that was inadvertent he said to a group of us a friend of mine had a tracheostomy for a number of reasons <laughs> and it was just one of those, of those things that just stops all conversation yeah, I mean, you yeah. go whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, reasons you know if you've got several reasons for the tracheostomy I figure you know once you get to the first reason yes, you have having a tracheostomy yeah, exactly. you know also, reasons, my, reasons two and three don't matter a friend of mine fell out of an aeroplane for a number of reasons yeah. it's like no 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 no, there's a headline here and you don't need to go on yeah. I think it's pronounced tracheotomy anyway is it I think yeah. if, if it means the pen in the throat yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mika Hacken had one of those yeah yeah for a number of reasons well, anyway, no. hello, Dan. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Alex Goy, who's filled in for Zog on a couple yeah, of occasions, and has appeared with Zog on two occasions, okay. I think. Yeah, someone called Lumsden Bumhat, who's a member of our occasional team. You know who that is always welcome. It's always good value. Great. Yeah. We love having Ted Kravitz on the show. We love having Alex Goy on the show. Crofty's appeared on the show. Johnny Smith has been in the studio with us here and been at Le Mans with us and various other events several times. Anne Bradshaw, the Queen of Formula. One, oh, yeah, do you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. her? Hirofumi Yamamoto, 50 points, if you can tell me who that is. He's won uh, hell of a score at Scrabble. <laughs> the man who engineered the hybrid version of the Toyota Verso. Right. How about that for a factoid? Dave Stebbings, who's going to say Quizmaster. That's correct. Daniel Taylor, my mate from the Tommy Cooper show, did some gags for us. He's done Lennon and has done Tommy Cooper on the show. Jonathan Sanderson, who is an occasional guest presenter on the show. Colin Ward, a great friend of ours who stayed here in the house and did voices for sketches occasionally and appeared on the show. Violet Berlin and Tycho and Indigo Jones. I have to thank them 
for appearing on the show over the many, many years. We're nearing the end now. This is like the credits bit. Yeah, this is a bit it. like this is Sally Fields at the Oscars, isn't it? Now, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's start blubbing. I'll do it at speed. We're not ending. Like, we're still going to be another show after this one. Yeah, I yeah. assume at least two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The members of the On Speed Band, I have to say thanks to them. They were Melissa Heathcote. Hooray! Anna-Marie Borg. Hooray! Steve Allen-Jones. Hooray! Eric Blattier, our drummer. Hooray! Freddie Draper, our bass player. Eddie McDonald from The Alarm. Our guitar. Hooray! And our recording engineers, Tony Selinger and Jose Navarro, who helped me do some recording a long time ago. Thanks to them. Also, Phil Cornwell for Bowie singing and Rolling Stones impressions. Alex Thomas, additional musician. Steve Summers, John Bryn Summers, additional musicians on our songs. And the people who provided voices for the talky bits on the songs. Lebanese A1 GP driver, Khalil Bashir. Oh, yes. Who did a bit in that song about when the oil runs out. Hassan, my local news agent, who was great, spoke some Arabic for us. And the French lady I met at a swimming pool once. Who was, hmm. She wasn't even French, but she spoke French. Yeah. You, we poached her for your song, Richard. Do you remember which one? Was she not even French? I thought no. she was French. No, she wasn't French. No, she right. spoke French and was fluent. Yes. But she wasn't French. Uh, you forgot to mention the local taxi firm who you recorded, and then, and then they heard the podcast and thought we were slagging them off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What was the song that was Minicab Driver? I don't know, but every time I come here now, I have to walk home <laughs> because of your thoughtlessness. That's why I had to ask them to invent Uber to get me out of an embarrassing spot. We did actually. Social embarrassment is one of the great drivers of innovation. Oh, absolutely. It's not yeah. widely recognised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very little known that yeah. Steve Jobs, he just pissed off the guy at PC World, and he was like, oh, no, but at the I end place that sells PCs. What am I going to do? <laughs> Better invent the Apple Mac. We're almost there now. Final thanks to Alex O'Dell and Raf Perks for graphics of creative for the website. Jonathan Sanderson, who did some website work and camera work for us and tech support, as well as appearing on a number of shows, like we said earlier. Our Le Mans cohorts, Stevie Sackin, Damien Song. He was hilarious last year, wasn't he, Damien? He was fantastic. Chris Burdick, who had the best time ever of anyone at Le Mans, I think. Chris Brown from F1 in Pubs, who I recorded a show with once as well. Along with all the people from car firms who've supported the show for 300 episodes by supplying cars for us to talk about. Well, frankly, for us to talk nonsense (laughs) about. (laughs) But you realise this isn't... Really, episode 300. You know that, Richard? No. No, no. no you tell No, no, it isn't, because we've made 45 video episodes as well. And episode 200 was in two parts, right? You counting these up, how they work out now? This is one of these kind of sort of deciding when Easter things. It's isn't? just like that. Some kind of ecumenical conference or... And then yeah, that's a, the way they do there'll that. There'll be a schism, and then there'll but be, you know there'll be hundreds of years of you you know, violent religious wars about how many shows we've had. Yeah. And I haven't even mentioned the photo-enhanced editions of Gareth Jones on Speed. Some shows were available in two oh, formats. Yeah. We had images Back when enhanced well. podcasts were a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't oh, catch on, did they? I remember those days. Yeah. That's yeah. It. We've outlasted all those ideas. So once again, if you want to hear any stuff from Gareth Jones on Speed's earlier catalogue that you can't find, have a look at the Speed RSS 200 RSS feed. You'll find a link to that on the page for this episode on garethjones.tv and did you realise our shortest ever show final facts now was episode 19 in 2007 which was a mere 7 minutes and 33 seconds long but we did used to do shows every few days then little short songs mm. then we went to 12 days and longer shows but the longest show we've ever done was episode 270 exactly 
one hour long, and that was 10 years on speed 12 months ago. Mm. So it's nice to know that the programmes are getting bigger and longer. I would like to thank you, the listeners, most of all, for putting up with our rambling for 300 episodes. And equally, I'm going to shake hands with both of you, my two oh, great allies, Zog. Richard, thanks, guys. Nice work. Nice Appreciate work that. You've been listening to Zog. Goodbye. To Richard. Goodbye. And I was Gareth. This was the 300th episode of Gareth Jones on Speed, and we're going to leave you with a song. This is something which I've been promising to deliver for a long while. The full fat version of Fantastic, Absolutely Incredible, featuring Murray Walker. See you. When Murray speaks, the world listens, sometimes misses. Always impressive and comprehensible. I like it best when Murray said, Fantastic! Yeah, I like it best when Murray said,
Thanks for listening.